Strange Tales. RelicRadio.com presents tales of the strange and bizarre, the weird and the wicked. Stories not necessarily of the supernatural, but of the unnatural. Join us now for Strange Tales, featuring radio drama at its most mysterious and unusual. Strange Tales. Thanks for joining me once again. We'll hear from the CBS Radio Mystery Theater this week, a series that aired in 1974, ran until 1982, produced 1,399 original episodes. I think it was broadcast almost 3,000 times. Our story is from February 26th, 1974. It's titled The Edge of Death. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Welcome to the sounds of suspense to the fear you can hear. Welcome to the world of nightmarish probability, where the icy fear of the unknown can lead one down strange and terrifying paths. In our story, Alex Harper confronts the impossible, and the encounter produces a devastating effect. It's Ace, our dog. He's dead. Uh, I see him, Alex. There isn't a mark on him. Nothing. Look at his face. Oh, it's horrible. If I didn't know better, I'd say that something scared that pup to death. Our mystery drama, The Edge of Death, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Saul Panitz and stars Patrick O'Neill. It is sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser, and by the Kellogg Company, makers of Kellogg's Special K cereal. I'll be back shortly with Act One. When you drink beer, do you tilt the glass for long, hearty swallows? Or just tip it and sip it? Well, sipping's the thing for wine. But Budweiser beer is a hearty drink, brewed for zest and character. The best way to enjoy Bud is to drink it. Not chug-a-lug, just man-sized beer drinker swallows. That's when that famous Budweiser taste, smoothness, and drinkability really come through. Smoothness and drinkability that come only from natural carbonation and exclusive beechwood aging. Smoothness and drinkability 
too good for any half-hearted sipping. So drink up. You'll see that brewing beer right does make a difference. And that when you say Budweiser, you've said it all. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis. This is Joan Crawford speaking for USO, United Service Organization. Do we, as civilians, know what it's like to be far from home in a foreign land? Listen to this real-life documentary about one of our servicemen over there. Uh, do you speak English? Nein, ich spreche kein Englisch. Uh-uh. Excuse me a minute. I wonder if you could help me. Nein, es tut mir leid. Excuse me, miss. Can you help me? Yes, uh, do you do you speak English? Nine, nine. Excuse me. Can you help me? Nine, nine. Excuse me. Can anybody help me? Hi. We sure can. This is the USO, and we have all kinds of help. That's why I support USO, and you should too. USO makes a man feel closer to home while he's serving his country for you. Isn't money the least you can give? Please support USO. Meet Alex Harper, farmer. Right now his left arm is in a sling, heavily bandaged to protect the more than 20 stitches. Just a small accident on his tractor. First time in his 28 years as a farmer that he'd ever suffered more than a slight sprain or a minor bruise. It is a late August morning, an unreal sky, so blue it almost hurts the eyes to look at it. Even now, there is a promise that the cool dampness of the morning will soon yield to the stifling heat of the prairie sun. No matter what you say... I still don't think I ought to leave you alone. Who said I'm alone? You hear what Judy said, huh, Ace? <laughs> Can't you be serious for a second? Only because I think you should go. Now, we've been over this a dozen times. If something was to happen, I'd never forgive myself. Oh, what if, what if, what if the sky fell down, Chicken Little? Well, your arm, it hurts, doesn't it? Did I say so? Oh, whenever you get this way, sarcastic, you're covering up. You can't fool me. Take another pill. Another one and I'll be going around like a zombie. Oh, and I'll ask Doc Stevenson if he can give you something else. But I don't want something else. Now, you go on, get your annual checkup, do a little shopping if you like. But I still think I ought to be here. After last night. Oh, boy, last night. Last night again. I am not a hysterical woman. I didn't say you were. Well, you thought so. Well, you get me up out of a sound sleep and insist that there are lights and noises. I know. I heard something last night. It wasn't a rabbit or a deer. There was a a flashing light. I'm not an idiot, and I haven't got that good imagination to make it all up. And now I'll go. Ace, where are you? Come on, boy. Now, I'm in no mood to play games. All right. I'm going back to the house. Huh? Oh, behind the barn, eh? What you got cornered, a ten-foot rabbit? Or... Oh, there you are. Now, hey, hey, you did find something. I'm, I'm coming, Ace. All right, now, bring it to me. Come on, boy, give it here. Give it here, that's it. Good dog. Yeah. Hey, let's see what you discovered. Hmm, a bag. 
looks just like a... Like Doc Stevenson's bag, only. It couldn't be his. This one's shiny new. Feels funny. It's not leather. Doesn't feel like vinyl, either. How the deuce can anyone possibly use this? No lock. No zipper, no buckle. No way to open this case. It's a gag. I'll bet that some of those college kids from town, sure, that's it. Judy did hear some sounds last night. The kids. And they left this <laughs> stupid bag. Ah, of course, Ace. Now, you'll get full credit. Yes, sir, boy. I'll tell Judy you found it. All right, come on. Let's, let's go back to the house. Come on. Doc, hello. How's the arm? Not bad. Now, when are you going to take the stitches out? All these days. Now, don't rush it. That's a mighty bad tear. Will you level with me? Shoot. Will, will, will the arm be as good as new? Well, not really. Some of the muscles were torn. Oh, you'll have movement. But there will be limitations. You were lucky that it's the left and not the right. Yeah, lucky. And you'll end up with a beautiful scar. Say, Doc, is Judy still there? She left about 30 minutes ago. Did she check out okay? Well, there uh, there are some tests that will take a few days. But from what you could see... Well, that's the real reason I called, Alex. There, there, there is something? There is. Well, not serious. Yes and no. Oh, what the devil does that mean? Well, it's your heart. And, and before you jump to conclusions, listen... If she watches herself, obeys a special diet, there's no reason why she shouldn't live a normal span of life. Did... did you tell her? Well, only that it's a rather common condition that can be controlled. She's not alarmed, and she needn't be. Now, I mean this, Alex. I've seen patients like her do almost everything they used to do and go on and on. Almost. Oh, uh, Doc... Last time you dropped by, let, let's see, that must have been at least a week ago. No more like ten days. By any chance, did you did you leave something out here? Hmm? You aren't missing one of your black bags. Huh. I've only got one bag. What are you talking about? Uh, nothing, nothing. Doc, I think I hear Judy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Hey, she's driving kind of funny. I, I better hang up, Doc. Easy now, oh, whatever it is, you're home. I, I'm so frightened. I, I, oh, sure. Just a few miles past the Clearwood Sanitarium. You know the big curve through the woods? Yeah, yeah. I, I slowed down. Uh, well, would you rather talk about it a little later? You're, you're shaking all over. Now, come on inside, Judy. I'll, I'll make some tea. Come on. Yes, yes, like that inside with the walls around me. Oh, Yes. We're in danger, Alex. Oh, now, Judy. I saw him, I tell you, I saw him. Who? Death, Alex. I saw death. You feel better now? Yes. Look, I can hold my hands out and they don't shake anymore. Now, maybe I ought to call the doc anyway. I, I guess you must think I... Oh, Alex... I was maybe a minute or so past the railroad bridge when I heard this thing. What thing? It was on the news about a patient at Clearwood escaping. 
And, and, you know, please notify if you see him and telephone number at all. Any description? Well, all I can remember was something about his being dressed all in black. Nothing more. Hear that? What? Siren, police siren. Why, it could be a fire truck. Oh, yes, I suppose so. You've heard sirens before. Yes, I know, but... I know, but... But they're searching for him. I still don't know who him is, except he's one of those mental cases from Clearwood. Well, he was just standing by the side of the road. But first, I could barely see him in the shadows, dressed in black as he was. Well, what'd he do? Nothing. Just stood there, looking. Didn't threaten you? And then he said something. It was like, I want to communicate with you. Yes, I think that was it. And you got out of there fast. Did he shout? No. His voice was soft and and mild. And he said communicate? You sure he used that word? Communicate, yes. It's a queer word to use, don't you think? I mean, most people would say talk. I want to talk with you. Communicate. I, I mean, I know what I heard. I looked up when I heard him and... And by now he was... In the sunlight, and I could see him clearly, just a few feet away. Alex, he had no face. Oh, Judy. I know what I saw. There was no face. I'm not hysterical, and I saw him. Oh, if you say so. Oh, why don't you believe me? Because I can't conceive anyone without a face, that's why. (laughs) Now, let's let's start from the beginning. Did Did you see his eyes? No. Was he wearing a hat? Yes, a black one. Well, it could throw a shadow over his eyes so you couldn't see it couldn't see them. It's possible. Well, it has but... to be. How the devil could anyone He could have been in an accident, surgery. But how would he All right, let's let's go on. Now what what about his nose? No, I didn't see any. It could be the hat again. Mouth? His his mouth, Judy. You, you see, if the sun was hitting over his shoulder, then there'd be a shadow from his hat. In that case, the mystery's over. You're trying to make me feel like a a fool. I don't care what you or anyone else thinks, but I saw a man with no face. You can know what you can do with your theory about the sun and the shadows. I don't know about flying saucers, and I don't take pills, and I don't smoke pot or whatever they call it, and I'm not crazy in imagining things. For your information, Alex, my eyes are still 20-20, and they saw... Oh, God help me. A man without a face. Alex, what's this all about? I mean, meeting you down the road instead of at your house. I didn't want Judy to worry, Ben. Well, I'm a police officer and not one of those secret agents you see in the movies. Ben, she says she saw the patient from Clearwood. Is that why you got me out here like this? He escaped. You make it sound like he's Jack the Ripper. Because he's from Clearwood, you got the idea he's a raving homicidal maniac. Oh, sure. All they've got out there are a bunch of lovable folks who are just a little mixed up. Mm. You're really upset. Never seen you like this. I uh, guess I didn't know how much until right now. Judy ran into him on that, that big curve near Clearwood. Uh, she wasn't the only one. We've had calls from all over. Funny, you get sober citizens, see them at the same time, and miles apart, and dress different. Happens every time. Take a hot day, mix in a little imagination. Now, this was real. Of course it was. 
And Judy's not... Uh, she's not the type. Now, take my word for it, Alex. Every time something like uh, this naturally, happens... Naturally, they're, they're doing something about it, like cruising the highways, enjoying the scenery. I'll give him credit for enough brains to hide out. Oh, I suppose you want police officers out in the field? That's where they ought to be. Sure. We'll hire a couple of hundred extra. Won't that make the taxpayers jump for joy? <laughs> come here. What for? Now, come here. I won't bite. I want you to hear this. Uh, this is five. This is five. Receiving five. Is that you, Ben? Over. Uh, look up something for me, will you? Over. Go ahead. Over. Uh, how many identifications we got on the Clearwood thing? Give me a second. Here it is. Ben, we got 12 so far. Over. Hear that, Alex? 12. Everyone's a positive, too. Point blank range. Over. What's the spread? Over. This'll kill you. Nearest one is two miles. Longest is over 30. Over. See, Alex? Everybody sees what he wants to see. You still with me? <laughs> over. Yeah, right here. Over. Something you might be interested in. Over. Standing by. One of the boys here says it must be some kind of a... Calls it mass hysteria or something. About half the audience claim this guy is nothing like anything you or me ever seen. Like how? Get to it, will you? Well, they say they had a close look and that he ain't got a face. Like you and me. A man without a face. Judy is not the only one. But think for a moment. In this last part of the 20th century, and its attendant wonders and discoveries, what is true and what is unreal? Is there anything no longer possible? Is there? I'll be back shortly with Act Two. Hi, son. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Junior. Kellogg's Special K presents Junior Gives Up. Junior, why aren't you eating your Special K? It's your favorite cereal. Oh, just because. Just because why, honey? Just because Darla said some evil things about it. That's just because why. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Hi Darla. Darla. Hi, sis. Hi, Junior. Darla, what did you tell Junior about his Special K? Daddy, all I told him was that Special K is good for him. Yeah, and anything that's good for me never seems to taste good. But, Junior, you already know that Special K tastes good. Oh, do I believe Darla or my taste buds. Uh, what's that, son? Oh, nothing, Dad. Son, Special K is America's favorite high-protein cereal. It's got minerals, vitamins, iron, and all those good, nutritious things. But it got to be so popular over the years because it tastes good, too. You mean it's good for me and tastes good, too. Right, son. Right, Dad. Right, Junior. Right, right. right. right indeed. Start your balanced breakfast with Kellogg's Special K. It's nutritious and delicious. Right, Dad. Young I may be, but still I'm a man Turn 18 and I'll do what I can To find me a place where I can be me Get ready for life, be free and the sea Oh, where do I go from here? Oh, where do I go from here? I've been in the school, but one life ahead Don't want to get trapped, want to feel free and dead Don't you hear it? 
the new Navy. You'll get your chance at success, learn an exciting job, and see the world. Call toll-free 800-841-8000 or see your Navy recruiter. Be someone special in the new Navy. I know where I'm going from here. Doubting Alex knows that there's nothing wrong with his wife's power of observation. She did see a man. And though he does have a face, there is something missing. A mouth. Result of an accident? Or is he a mutation? A gruesome congenital result? Or perhaps from out of this world? Let's join Alex and see if we can find out. This is Alex Harper calling. Could you connect me with the director of the sanitarium, please? Rich is here. I'm sorry to bother you, doctor. I'm Alex Harper. I have a place on Route 36, about eight miles from you. Yes, of course. I've passed by there quite often. What can I do for you, Mr. Harper? Doctor, I hope you won't laugh or anything, but I have a couple of questions about this fellow who broke out of your place. Oh. That's his name? Michael? Michael what? Well, now, we have no full identification. He gave us only his first name. But he was a patient at Clearwood, wasn't he? In a sense. Was he or wasn't he? Well, only for one day. You see, Michael is a rather unique case. Most unique. In all my years, I've, I've never seen anything like him. Look, I have to speak low because I don't want my wife to hear. She's in the kitchen and... She's plenty upset already about your Michael. Well, she's, she's seen him? Where? Have, have you notified the police? Well, I, I thought I'd speak to you first. She saw him, and, and from what she says, she's either crazy or hysterical. And I can tell you, she's not either one of them. Well, Michael is, uh... Well, he, he, he's different. Different? That, that what you call a guy without a face? Without a... Oh. Oh, no, 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 he... Features. The eyes, nose, and the rest of it? Well, of course. Then my wife, she didn't she didn't see what she says she said? Oh, I haven't said anything like that, Mr. Harper. What I was referring to was his appearance, not his powers of reasoning or social behavior, because quite frankly, he didn't talk to us. Outside of his name, we couldn't establish contact with him at all. Well, what about his as, as you call it, appearance? Uh, Michael has no mouth. From what we can tell, he was born without a mouth. Now, we don't know how he communicates, but... or if he does at all, or how he manages to ingest food. Truth is, he wrote his name on a scrap of paper. You see, Michael may be something quite... quite new to our world, Mr. Harbour. Perhaps one of a kind. Uh, maybe he's a... Uh, uh, uh... Oh, what's the word I'm hunting for? Mutation? Yeah, that's it. I hope to God that he is what he appears to be. A freak. A one-time thing. But suppose he's only the first, the beginning of perhaps a, a new kind of man. Alex? Be right in. What were you... Oh, no. 
Oh, it's only an old ashtray. No big loss. How'd that happen? I got up when you called, and this case was on my lap, and it fell off. Well, you'll pick up the pieces, won't you? I've got something cooking. Sure. Hey, it's open. Judy! Judy, the bag is open. What's open? Oh, well, never mind. Well, what do you know? Hey, will you look at this? Uh, now, Alex, you want me to ruin supper? Well, it's almost like a miracle. You see, Ace found this bag, and I couldn't figure out a way to open it. Just, it looks just like a, the kind of bag Doc Stevenson carries. You don't have to be an engineer to open one of those. Oh, yeah? Well, this one has no lock or no nothing. And when I just dropped it and broke the ashtray, it opened up. Look what's in it. Let me see this eighth wonder. All these bottles. Hey, that's strange. Hmm? Doesn't feel like glass. Plastic? Mm-mm. Not plastic either. I... I never felt anything like this. Well, what's the difference? Say, here's one that says cardiac arrest. And this one's cerebral occlusion and lymphoid carcinoma? Agina pectoris and respiratory carcinoma, spinal sarcoma. And, and, and this one at the end, tuberculosis. Alex, what, what is all this? What are these pills? Well, how should I know, except, except that they're important? Hmm. Here's one that's different. For cuts, bruises, and dermatological eruptions. Looks like talcum powder. It obviously belongs to a doctor. But what a doctor? What does that mean? Have you ever heard of a doctor who has a bag full of pills that cures heart disease and cancers, not to speak of stroke? The worst plagues of mankind and here in our hands are the answers to what science has been searching for? Cures? Those pills aren't cures. Who ever heard of a pill curing cancer, heart disease, or stroke? Well, uh, what, why not? Think a moment. Look at this bag, Judy. Ever seen anything like it in your life? I tell you, I don't understand it. I don't know where it came from, but it's, it's, it's like nothing on this earth. And these pills, now go on and laugh if you want to. But I know they can do what their labels say. Now, I can't prove it. I know. All right, dear. If you want to think that, you go right on. I've got dinner to make. Now, don't patronize me. Alex, aren't you carrying this a little too far? You don't seem to realize what we have here. And you do. Those things could be dangerous for all you know. Oh, my God. Now, how can I prove? Whoa. Wait, there is a way. And right now. Here, help me. Here. No, don't, Alex. All right, then I'll get these bandages Please. off myself. Uh, I now, I'm begging you. Now, the doctor now, said that... It's kind of awkward. Now, get scissors and, and cut some of this away. Now, get it. I won't be part of this... this stupidity. Now, you've lost your now, mind. Are you going to help me or not? Now, once I get the bandages off, I'm... I'm only going to put some of that powder on the stitches and on the skin where it's so red. That's all. A little powder. Well, now, what can happen? What? Honey, don't you realize what this is all about? If this should work, and it will, you'll see. Then those pills for cancer and, and heart... See now? Alex, these things happen in stories, but not... It's... No, it's for you. You'd be well. Don't you understand? When Doc told me what he'd found, that, that you had a heart condition, I... But, but, but he assured me it was nothing to worry oh, about. Oh, the old bedside matter. He wanted to break it to you easily. Did he tell you that it no, was... No, I can't say that, but how can heart disease be anything but serious? So when, when somehow the bag opened and I saw what was inside, I... I couldn't think of anything but that you could be cured just like that. Oh, honey, I love oh, you. Alex, I guess it's all right. Where are they? Here they are. 
That's better. All right, now, careful now. You don't want to want to cut those stitches. Good. That's that's fine. Oh, the skin is so red. Sorry, you look a mess. I know. Mm. Now, please give me that bottle of powder or whatever it is. Alex, oh, please. Here. Hmm. The bottle is warm. Well, it's a hot day. Oh, it feels as though it's it's generating the heat itself. Isn't that wild? Judy, will you do the honors? Just just shake some all over. All right. That that should do it. A little more. It's all covered. That ought to do it. Feel anything? Not yet. How long do you think it'll take? <laughs> that is, if it... Well, it, it hasn't even been 30 seconds. I, I suppose it'll uh, take a little time, though. I, I didn't expect a miracle like uh, like that water into wine kind of thing. The powder's got to work its way in. Well, I'll get some fresh gauze. You still ought to keep it covered. Yeah, that, that might not be a bad idea. I wonder what's bothering Ace. Oh, there he is. What? What is it? Look over there. It's him. The one ace is running after the man I saw on the road. The man without a face. I'm going after him. Now, lock the door after me and call the police. Oh, no, don't go. Let the police handle it. Uh, he's heading out to the East Fields. Now, call him. Tell him. He might be dangerous. He... No, I, I won't get too close. Just enough to keep track of him till the police get here. Oh, just thinking of him. I'm so frightened. Oh, no, no. There's no need to be. I... I didn't want to tell you before, but I talked to the head of Clearwood and this guy, this this Michael is his name. He's a little queer, but he's not dangerous. Anyway, there's nothing to worry about as long as you stay inside. Twice in one day. Why here? He's not after you. What reason would he have? I suppose not, but somehow... <gasps> Alex! That's what he wants! The bag! The medicines! It must be his bag. He's come for it. Him? A doctor? It has to be. That's the only explanation. Well, I'll give you another. He's escaped and wants to stay off the main roads. After all, you spotted him, didn't you? He just wants to get as far from Clearwood as he can. By chance, he was cutting across our place when he ran into Ace. Now, look. Now, I'm going to go after him before he gets too far. Remember, the police and the door. Now, don't get your dander up, Alex. We've known each other too long for that. Now, you just show me again where you saw this fella last. Ben, I know that a good cop ought to be skeptical, but by God, I saw him run under that tree, then up and over that fence. Now, why would I lie? I don't mean to make out that you did any such thing. It's just so darn queer. Huh? Look for yourself. Look at what? That's it. Nothing to see. Oh, come on now. Let's stop this rustic routine. Mm. No footprints. Prince? Feel the ground. Soft, isn't it? So it's soft. Then where are the prints? You say he was running? Yeah, with Ace right behind him. A man running puts down a mighty heavy print. Heavier than if he was walking. He could have gone across these rocks? Mm, could have. But nobody could jump from rock to rock. Why, it must be 20 feet between them. Yeah. Unless he can fly. Must be clear out of the county by now. Now, how do you come to that conclusion? Ace, that's why. If we were anywhere near that there Michael, we'd be hearing Ace. You know he's always been a noisy dog. Well, he could have lost interest and run off after a rabbit or a woodchuck. Yeah, maybe. 
Something right over there, Alex. To your right. Grass is too tall. I can't see a thing. Something black. This side of that thorn bush. I see it. He's wearing black. Everything black. Yeah. Come on out. Stand up. Now, I'm telling you for the last time. Put up your hands and come out. Hmm. Now, I'm going to fire a shot in the air, and if that doesn't fetch you, I'll put the next one into you. Ben, I don't think he's coming out. You won't shoot, will you? Just you watch. Well, he isn't armed. How do you know that? Well, if he was, he could have cut you down. Standing up, you make a beautiful target. Hmm. You got something there. I'm going in. I got an idea. He's so scared he can't move. Now, don't be stupid. Come back. Oh, my God. Of all the stupid things... Oh, it's Ace. Our dog. He's dead. Yeah. Gee, I'm sorry. Oh, there isn't a mark on him. Look at his face. It's horrible. If I didn't know better, I'd... I'd say that something scared that dog to death. Medicine for fear. The icy chill that reaches out with frigid fingers to clutch the heart. The shadow of the inexplicable Mr. Michael hovers close by, and the lives of at least two people will be irreparably altered. We'll find out how when I return shortly with Act Three. Who knows how to help you solve your shopping problems? The Better Business Bureau knows. I swear I never saw so many mattresses in one store in my life. I just don't know what to look for. I'm so confused. I'm here to take care of your confusion, madam. You know, you could start by reading the labels on the mattresses. Oh, sir, who are you? I'm the man from the Better Business Bureau. You know, by law, every mattress must carry a label listing the materials used in the mattress. And don't forget, madam, that there's a new law that all mattresses must now be flame-resistant. Oh, thank you, sir. And be sure to read the guarantee and find out what it covers and for how long. Just another consumer tip from your Better Business Bureau. Bigger and better. Eastside Rental in Bellevue, the home of a thousand rental tools for the man who wants to do it himself around the yard or home. Eastside Rental's new facilities are ultra-modern, assuring you fast service and lots of parking right at their door. Located at 11830 Northeast 8th Bellevue, phone GL4-4088. For you contractors listening, Eastside Rental can help you with that extra heavy-duty equipment you don't want to invest your capital in. They'll fix you up right now. Call GL4-4088. Two locations to serve you. Midlakes on Bellevue-Redmond Road and in Redmond on the Fall City Highway. GL4-4088. They rent most everything and they're open seven days a week. The 
family dog has died mysteriously, and the presence of Mr. Michael is as real as if he had knocked at the front door. Now the ride back to the farmhouse is a silent one, broken only by a few perfunctory remarks as it comes to an end. I'll keep in touch, Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, if uh, you see anything, give us a call. Yeah. Mighty sorry about Ace. Uh, see you, Alex. You okay? Okay. Is that Ben in the police car? Yeah, it's Ben. Oh, you should have invited him in. I guess so. I, I just didn't think. Judy. Did he some... get away? The man who... Uh, oh, Ben thinks he's out of the county. Oh, I hope so. Judy, we were following Ace. Alex. And I... Look at it. It's a miracle you were talking about. I met about. Ben and we were over in the Call North the doctor. Field. He'll drop everything and come out when you tell him. <laughs> and I was the one who didn't believe. I, I, I don't understand. And you, I thought you'd be jumping up and down because what you said would happen did. I'm so happy for you. Huh? Don't you hear me? Alex, look at your arm, your left arm. My God. My God in heaven. I didn't believe it. Oh, what an idiot I was. Talcum powder. <laughs> you want to know the truth? <laughs> I thought you'd flipped. <laughs> Absolutely over the deep end. Telling me to shake powder on hey, I'm moving it, you see? Like it was before the accident. Oh. It's like a young arm. It's brand new. Yahoo! No more pain. No more stitches. No more pain. He wouldn't believe it. He won't believe it. Oh, Doc Stevenson, boo. Boo on all doctors. Hey, what do they know anyway? Uh, you'll never, never have full use of that arm. However, if you followed my advice, <laughs> you'll think I borrowed another arm. Look. Not a single scar. It looks like the skin was never even scratched. Oh, it's so wonderful. Oh, and I love you. You won't be angry with me. Oh, how could I be? And why should I be? The, the doctor's bag, the one Ace found. Yeah, the bag. Where is it? I have it. We'll get it. Now that we have proof. Judy, Judy, you're going to be as good as new. The proper pill and no more heart condition. Hear that, world? Listen, oh, gracious universe. Well, it's on the desk. Well, what are we waiting for? Alex. Look, if it works like the powder, we'll stand them all on their collective ears. Judy. Judy, the bag is locked again. I was so full of doubts. When you left, I looked at the bag and... Oh, Alex, to me it was the embodiment of everything evil. And I wanted to destroy it, so... So I picked it up and... And somehow I pushed the flap down. Well, no, I can't, I can't tell where where one part fits into another. See, I I, I can't find a seam anywhere. Well, I, I, I think it was just about here. Try, try, try there. No, no, that's no use. I'll drop it on the floor, maybe like last time. Still in one piece. I'll try again. No use. Oh, forgive me. Right now, we've got to figure out a way to get the bag open so we, so we can get you a heart pill. Alex, you have an electric drill. I can try. I'll take it out to my workbench in the barn. Well, why not wait until morning? It's getting dark now. Uh, no time like the present. Now, give me a shout when dinner's ready. If I'm lucky, I may be back before then. I'll get this thing open if I have to use dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> 
Oh, here goes. Ah, nuts. The instrument will not achieve penetration. Who? Do not be alarmed. I mean you no harm. You know who I am? Michael. I am he. Don't don't come any closer. There is nothing to fear. There is no belligerency in me. I have a gun. This rifle is loaded. That is a weapon? Yes. It can bring an end to consciousness? Easily. It is not my intention to cause any fear. But you have. You killed my dog today. The creature threatened me. And I did not intend to... I did not realize how weak it was. A simple mental probe and... I regret the occurrence. Haven't you ever seen a dog before? They are... Images in books and pictures. There are no dogs or animals where you come from? There is barely enough room for the higher forms of life. We have never learned to curb our reproductive powers, it seems. Well, where is this place you come from? The, uh, this is Earth, the third planet from the sun, I, I think. <laughs> I know. It is my home, too. Oh, that, that can't be. I exist. But not of your time. Not of my time? Time runs on. There is a past, a present, and a future. The threads are simultaneous. Oh, now, you don't expect me to I leave. I am fatigued from my experience, and I must return. If you will kindly give back my case to me, the one you have on the bench. That's yours? That is why I have come. It was misplaced. Lost, but now that I have found it... Well, there's no argument about it, Doctor. It's yours. I am not a doctor, not in the context of usage in your time. Uh, well, uh, who cares? Listen, the case was opened. I, I don't know the how... The mechanism but... is faulty. I must exchange it. You, you did not utilize any of the contents. Well, only some of the powder in the bottle labeled... Yes, uh... yes, 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 I am aware. But I did a fantastic job with my arm. Look at it. Look at it, Michael. Would you believe that only a few hours ago it was a match? I am well aware of the powers inherent in the powder. But now, please, give me the keys. You cannot open it, for the key is in my hands alone. I, I stay back. I, I must open it once more, or you will. I've, I've got to have something from it. Comprehend this. My time is far in your future. The compounds are off another time. Different metabolisms. Evolution has caused basic changes. Yeah, but the powder worked on me. It is probably the single exception. I don't believe you. Look, I'll give you anything. Money. How, mu how much do you want to open it? I shall prove my point to you. You must be aware of the differences in our physiognomies. You mean your, your, your face? Exactly. The lack of an aperture above the jawbone. You call it a mouth. Have you wondered then how we are communicating? I have no mouth, for we ingest our nourishment through an osmotic process unknown to you. And if I have no mouth, then how do we communicate? Well, I... You, I, you are moving your mouth, and I, I hear. I, on the other hand, send my thoughts to you through my mind. You see, this is so? 
Yes, yes. Think of it in this manner. I am you in a distant time. You should be able to comprehend then that medicinal compounds of my time may not be of benefit in yours. The difference is, yes, are too great. But my arm. You were lucky to have chosen that particular container. My wife will die unless she has a pill. Just, just one pill. I have explained why you cannot have a pill. Open that, open that bag or I'll kill you. I, I mean it. My demise will not help you comprehend. An unusual accident took place. A time warp misfunctioned. And I found myself in your time. The accident must have disturbed my balance. And I wandered from this place, leaving my case behind. We have communicated sufficiently. I feel joyous that your infirmity responded to the powder. But I cannot allow you to maintain possession of the case any longer. Stop. I took a vow to protect it with my life. I must fulfill that vow. Give it to me. That holds you for a while. You don't realize it, but you told me how to open this. You said the key is in your hands. It'll open to your handprints. Now, now your right hand on the bag. Oh, nothing. Well, maybe, maybe both at once. There. I'll, I'll try. I'll try one on each side. Yes. Yes, I've got it. Judy! Judy! It's open! Come on, Michael, wake up. Come on, you're okay. A piece of ice on your cheek should help. That's it. Easy now. Fine. Fine. What? How do you feel? I thought your aim was to... to extinguish me. No, 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 no. I only wanted one of those heart attack pills. You see, my wife Judy has a heart condition. Well, well, she had a heart condition. Thanks to you, we don't have to worry about that anymore. This other person, your wife... She ingested the dosage? It's like a flash. After she saw what happened to my arm, she had no hesitation. If I could only have just one of each of those different pills, I wouldn't have had... I have communicated to you that I am not a physician, yet you have refused to accept the truth. You insist I am practiced in medicine because... I possess a case apparently similar to physicians of this time era. Well, you can't blame me for thinking you that. You will not communicate. You will listen. You poor man. Poor, poor individual. Let me inform you of my, my profession. I am proudly the highest ranking exterminator. Terminate? Precisely. I communicated earlier that in my era, there is barely enough room for all who inhabit the planet. Therefore, exterminators trained to eliminate painlessly and quickly. Oh, no. The pills, as you refer to the compounds, are each a dose of death. The case is full of death. The tools of my trade. Oh, no. All except the container of first aid powder, which I keep for my personal needs. Fortunately for you, 
for you are now thoroughly healed up. But the rest... Uh, but the, the, the label, the, the, the tuberculosis, the heart attack, cancer... The compounds act within a matter of minutes, bringing death, of course. Instead of resorting to the crude murders of earlier, more primitive eras, it is more comforting for the family to report that one of its members has died of cancer, heart disease, or any one of a dozen other diseases. Murder. Dimination. Murder. My case, please. You must, you must have an antidote. If, if you make a mistake, there must be some Elf way. I'm not committed. I am sorry for your bereavement. <laughs> I shall depart. Be assured. There was no pain. <laughs> Naturally, there were those who were skeptical. A man from another time who conversed through telepathic means? Much too fantastic. Alex Harper would look with infinitely sad eyes and agree that it was too much to expect anyone to believe his story. Except for one thing. And he would bare his left arm. Explain this, he would say. And if you can, I will agree that I dreamed the entire nightmare. I'll be back shortly. Hi, I'm Hal Linden. There's a lot of talk these days about America's energy crisis. Talk about doing without heat, about doing without our cars, about what's going to happen if we run out of fuel. Well, we may not have to run out of fuel if we all work together to conserve the fuel we have. That means turning your thermostats down to 68 degrees during the day and turning them down to 60 at night. It means turning off lights, TV sets, and electrical appliances the minute we're finished with them. It means driving no faster than 50, starting or joining carpools, avoiding the kind of stop-and-go motoring that eats up gas by the gallon. In short, it means saving every ounce of energy we can, every chance we get. So please, do your part to make the fuel supply stretch a little further. For your own sake, don't be selfish. Don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. This message from the Federal Energy Office and the Advertising Council. In a ditty from a well-known operetta, the words are, Things are seldom what they seem. Skim milk masquerades as cream. And as you have just heard, words alone may tell only part of the real story. But for stories guaranteed to increase your pulse beat, my suggestion is the Radio Mystery Theater. Our cast included Patrick O'Neill, Marion Seldes, Ian Martin, and Leon Janney. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. I know. I know. I hadn't emptied the tub. The water's still there. It must be. I'll, I'll show you. I don't understand it. Tub's bone dry, ma'am. Hasn't been used. 
Now, not, not tonight, anyway. His clothes. Howard's clothes. He'd empty his suitcases and put his clothes in the closet. His, his suitcases, too. Just ladies' clothes. Yours, ma'am? Yes. Now, hey, uh, don't cry. I, uh... <laughs> hey, look, look, this dream you had. It was no dream. Okay, okay, so maybe you imagined... I didn't imagine anything. Do you imagine a husband? Do you imagine a month-long honeymoon? Do you imagine a man in a chair with a knife in his chest? This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. Sure to listen to Mystery Theater again tomorrow night, same time, same station. That's our strange tale for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. You can find a lot more from the CBS Radio Mystery Theater, past episodes of Strange Tales, and thousands of other old-time radio episodes at relicradio.com. You can also listen to our Shoutcast stream there and donate if you'd like to help support this and all of the shows. We've got some downloadable sets for certain donation amounts. Any amount is always appreciated and helpful. Your support is how all of this is made possible. Thanks to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. I'll be back next Sunday with another episode of Relic Radio's Strange Tales. Strange Tales.